What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Not Qualified. Um, we're, on, we're on video now, so if you're watching on YouTube, you can see us. Um, if you are just listening, you can't see us and you're really lame, but please keep listening anyway. Um, I'm Zeph. This is Joe. We are going to do another episode. Um, so before I get started, I want to say, everybody, please go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars would help us a ton. Um, and secondly, got to plug this cool stuff real quick. Check it out. Not Qualified Merch. We have it on zephfoster.com slash podcast. You can find the link to our merch. This awesome t-shirt, which you can see if you're watching on YouTube, um, is thebomb.com. It is. Um, so go check it out. Go buy yourself a hoodie or a t-shirt or a poster or a pair of socks or whatever you want. Um, it's cool stuff. We don't actually make any profit from it, but it would just be, it's just cool stuff. So <laughs> go buy that. Yep. Um, it's just a pride thing. Yes, Absolutely. So um, this week, uh, we are going to talk about my favorite movie of all time. And then next week, we're going to talk about your favorite movie of all time. Um, So this week, we're talking about the one and only Almost Famous, um, directed by Cameron Crowe. This is just my absolute all-time favorite movie. Um, Now, I'm going to let you say a couple things first, because you've actually seen this movie before I ever saw it. You've known it for longer. (coughs) This is coming off of... I, I saw this as like a middle schooler, right? So there's a lot of like music history, movie history that I wasn't aware of when I had watched it. The first time I had watched it, I was like, oh, pretty cool story. It's about a kid who's a, who wants to be a journalist, a rock and roll journalist for uh, the Rolling Stone. And so he follows these bands uh, on this tour. Uh, yeah, it's a really cool story. Uh just yeah. In general. So, and I, having seen it since it became your favorite movie, getting to see all of the musical influence that went into the story writing, I thought was a really cool thing. And if you like music, if you like movies, there's a lot of layer and depth to this movie that goes into all those things. Yeah. yeah. So, I had never seen this movie. Somehow it slipped under my radar until last last Christmas, um, Christmas 2019. Um, literally Christmas Day, I watched this movie. I had the flu, felt terrible, found this on Amazon Prime, and I watched it. Um, and it blew me away. I mean, I cry in every movie, so it's not a big deal, but I cried multiple times during this movie. And part of the reason why, and a huge reason why it's my favorite movie, is because when I watched this, I felt like it had been made specifically for me. Yeah. Like, this movie appealed to everything I loved so dearly and everything that appealed to my interests in a way that I was like this this really feels like it was made for me you knew me in high school yeah um, all I listened to is early 70s um, <laughs> early 70s yacht rock I mean yeah. um, I like bread the Eagles um, you know Alan Parsons project all those guys and then people like Stephen Bishop James Taylor those are like my favorite artists of all time um, super tramp um, that's all that I've listened to growing up. Um, still, those are my favorite artists, and that music has a huge role in my lifetime and a huge place in my heart. Are you frozen? You okay? I'm trying not to make too much noise with, with your crunching. Pretzels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, but anyway, so there's that aspect of it. Mm. There's also the fact that, um, like you said, this movie follows um, a, a young kid who, uh, William Miller, right, in 1973. Um, who loves rock and roll, and it's kind of his escape, um, and he's never really fit in. Um, and he 
his older sister, Zoe Deschanel, leaves him her records when she runs off. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he falls in love with rock and roll. And he starts writing for magazines. He starts writing for Rolling Stone. Um, and eventually he gets he gets a story with Rolling Stone. They don't know he's a kid. They don't know he's just 15 or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he goes on the road with the band, interviewing them. Um, falls in love with this girl, Penny Lane, who's a, uh, a groupie. She says she's not. She is... Um, and that's just the adventure from there and uh, the struggles of the band along with his personal struggles and mm-hmm. balancing like trying to you know his mom and uh, and school and all that while wanting to be this rock journalist um, yeah. and it feels magical it feels magical but grounded like it yeah. it romanticizes that era of rock and roll I mean this is coming from a guy who's seen the documentary history of the Eagles probably nine times yeah um, I know. It's like my favorite documentary, um, and I, and I love the Eagles. the The main Billy Crudup's character is definitely based on Glenn Frey, mm-hmm. um, at least in huge part. Some of his lines he says in the movie are actually um, straight up things Glenn Frey said from mm-hmm. Glenn Frey from the Eagles said to Cameron Crowe. Um, but anyway, so th- that it captures this magical era, and it does it in a grounded way. Um, um, it's almost like paying homage to the end of an era yeah. um, and th- one thing I love one aspect of it is um, <laughs> I love when movies do this when they subvert what you think they're going to be um, where this movie is it's a love story partly between William and Penny Lane he's in love with this older girl and it mm-hmm. captures the feeling of being a high schooler who's in love with an older girl or has a crush on a popular girl type of thing yeah. captures that perfectly um, and she takes him under her wing and all that. But it subverts that in the sense that it doesn't end up being a love story. Yeah. At its core, it ends up being a, a story about the relationship between William and um, Russell, mm-hmm. Billy Crudup's character from the band. I, I love that. I love that in other movies like About Time. It is a love story, but it's really about him and his dad. Yeah. You know, it, it, Things like that where it, it, it turns out to be about a different relationship than you think. I love that. Mm-hmm. This movie does that wonderfully. Um, the setting is awesome. The music is awesome. Great soundtrack, um, and it, it it just strikes a chord that no other movie has ever done for me. Yeah. So um, there's um, that, and I, I think it pulls off something in this category of movie that not a lot of other movies that I can even recall have done. Where it's a coming of age movie, mm-hmm. where only one character, the main character, is coming of age. It's not a group of kids. It's not some wild fantastical scenario. Something that actually happened. It's based right. on true events. And that's something I didn't mention. Yeah, yeah. is that the director Cameron Crowe, yeah. the legendary director, who actually this is my the only movie I really like by him. Um, <laughs> yeah. But as a kid, this that was this story is based on his life. He wrote for Rolling Stone at the age of fifteen. He got a co- a cover story um, and went on tour with all these bands and the. The band he took the most inspiration from, or his experiences with, um, was the Allman Brothers band. That's who he, yeah. in real life, he was on tour with, <clears throat> and that's who the cover story was about. But almost everything here is real. Penny Lane was real. Um, you know, all these characters are based on real people, um, and a lot of the things, pretty much everything in the movie, really happened. It's just with details changed. So yeah. that's something that's really cool. Yeah, I, I just thought it was cool. It- because coming-of-age movies, I mean, they're usually... It's a group of kids, and they go through some crazy experience, and it changes them 
and and it almost it's coming of age. They're coming from they're going from a childhood adolescence to a, an adult understanding of whatever said topic, whether that be, you know, Stand by Me or even the Goonies. That's that. I mean, they have these crazy scenarios like finding a body in the woods or finding I don't know a pirate ship that's in a in a mountain in a mountain. That's cool island, and all, yeah. but. Uh, it's just the one kid, right? He he gets to experience heartbreak. He gets to experience, you know, like tension and relationships. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and it's it, a great movie. I, there's nothing about it that I don't think it does well. Yeah. Um, and it it makes you even for people. I think it makes everyone nostalgic, um, even if they didn't live through that era. Like it makes everyone nostalgic for a time they didn't experience, and that's yeah. something that's just weird. How well that it that it does that. Yeah. Um, and then it's got the it's got a classic happy ending um, and it's almost I think in a way it's almost wish fulfillment yeah. um, because I was reading about how Cameron Crowe um, his sister really did run away and had the estranged relationship between her and, her, and their mother um, and in the movie that's healed at the end yeah. Um, he he meets his sister in an airport which really did happen and then he makes her take him home to kind of force his mom and sister to reconcile, which is yeah. another huge part of the, uh, the movie and his character. In real life, they didn't reconcile um, a- until the movie came out. And then yeah. that caused them to finally reconcile 30 years later, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, but in real life, that never happened. So it's kind of a wish fulfillment there. Mm-hmm. And then it's also a wish fulfillment in the sense that... Um, the, in the movie, the band stays together. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been they've been almost breaking up and having struggles the whole time, and then yeah. at the end, um, that's just resolved. They stay together. Yeah. The cover story is published, and then it shows them playing shows and happy again at the end, which didn't happen for any rock group ever in the history of music. So there's <laughs> that that aspect of it as well. Um, but yeah, just awesome. Yeah. There's not a lot for me to say about stuff like cinematography or like. Um, yeah. I mean. Not, I mean, it was it was good, yeah. but it it was uh, it's not like a it's not like a movie where it's in your face or it, it makes a show of it. Yeah, um, and it does it doesn't necessarily color outside the lines. In a lot yeah, of exactly. Yeah, it is. It's just good, and it, it's, it, it's, it's you a, don't notice it. It's a story based experience. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not something that's right. tied up in the way it tells the story. I.e., some of Nolan's films mm-hmm. or. Some of the cinematography, like Wes Anderson, uh, yeah, it's mostly caught up in in just the way it tells the story and what actually happened. And because of that, the soundtrack is really the only thing that I, I think would be noticeable mm-hmm. in all of those realms because it's and the soundtrack is great. The soundtrack is he, incredible. Yeah. He knows how to use a song. Like like, <laughs> I, the thing that stands out to me is of course when. Penny Lane is getting her stomach pumped because she overdosed on Quaaludes and it's playing yeah. Stevie Wonder. You know, yeah, it's like a like a playing this really romantic song over a really horrific yeah. thing that that contrast there but yeah as far as cinematography goes it's cl- it's like film school just inside the yeah. lines um but yes uh i think the characters are great the acting is yeah. um is top notch and uh in- and it's it's a star-studded movie yes i mean it's uh kate hudson uh zoe deschanel francis mcdormand jason lee uh jimmy fallon's in it Heck yeah, he is. So I mean, that's cool. He still talks about this movie all the time. Is he really on his show? Yeah, anytime he'll have he'll have co-stars from Almost Famous on, and they'll just remind oh, us cool. about him. Really but um, fun fact, yeah, Jason Lee's in it, um, and the first song that plays in this movie is the Chipmunk song. 
the Christmas. Funny. You know, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's really funny. So um, unrelated, Jason Lee named his son uh, Pilot Inspector what? With, a, with a K. What do you mean? Pilot inspect like P I L O T mm-hmm. or P I L A T E. No, like a pilot, like an airplane pilot. Inspector with a K. Why? Bro, I can't answer for him. Okay. <laughs> well, Jason Lee. That's He's a let me let me it's not as let bad me as let me Elon add Musk. some uh, some something to that. He is a Scientologist. Jason Lee is. Yeah. Or okay. At least was so. At the time of his son's name. He's clearly not. Um, the wisest of people. So we're gonna get assassinated unrelated. for saying that. Yeah, you're right. This was fun. Peace. Hey, what? How? how what time are we at? About 15 minutes. Okay. I won't say a lot more. I'll probably talk about Almost Famous in many other episodes yeah. as we go. Um, but the, obviously, it's my number one. Yeah. It gets my highest recommendation. I've seen this mo- just in the past year and a half or year and three months since I've known this movie. Yeah. Um, I've probably seen it. Uh, <laughs> nine times eight mm-hmm. times so uh, yeah highest recommendation if you haven't seen it go watch it um, that's that's all I'll say for there so you final thoughts and a ranking uh, final thoughts it's a great movie it's an awesome uh, hist- I guess a historical mm-hmm. movie I mean it does take place in the 70s so it's really cool to see all of those parts of the era fleshed out and, and, and really uh Dove in into Divin. Divin. Divided. Di- divine into. And yeah, it's a great movie. It's, cool. just a, it's not even, not even it, just ignoring those aspects. It's just a fun movie to watch. Yes. It's just a really good story. Well paced. Uh, well paced. Um, probably give it a 19. Cool. Oh, yeah. It's a good ranking. Not my one, but it's good. It's up there. Good movie. All right. Um, cool. Uh, that's all we'll say about Almost Famous. Again, yep. leave us a review. Buy some merch. Um, Be cool. Bye.